Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 257, which we're recording on Sunday, October 31st, 2021. Halloween day. Hello, I'm Gail. <laughs> and I'm Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording together today in the car, our mobile studio, and we are sitting in the beautiful forest that is the home of the University of California at Santa Cruz. So we're not only together, we're outside away from both of our families. We have our boba tea. It's a Sunday. It's a delight, an absolute delight. Absolute delight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you wearing? I am wearing my hood on the moon sweater. This is a pattern by Katrine Schneider. I knit this pattern back in 2017. I really liked the sweater when I knit it and then for some reason just didn't wear it a lot. I don't know why. I looked at the date when I finished it and I think it might have been because I finished it just about this time of year, four years ago, and maybe I finished it at a time where the seasons were changing and I switched to warmer sweaters. I don't know. That makes sense. It makes sense, <clears throat> but for some reason this year, it seems to be perfect. <laughs> for this time of the year? For this time of year, yeah. I dug it out, found it because... I dug it out because it has a hood. It is hood on the moon, as the name implies. It has a very large hood in the back, so it hangs down, drapes in the back, keeps my back a little bit warm. It's that extra layer of warmth on my back, which was why... I sought this one out because I have this sore muscle under my shoulder and sometimes I feel it on my back and I thought, oh, that little extra bit of warmth from the hood is going to feel good. And it really does. Oh, good. And it's a super soft yarn. The yarn is unusual. It's 20% rayon from bamboo, 10% nylon, and 70% merino. It's an Anzula yarn. And you wouldn't think it would be that much different from a 100% wool yarn, but I have found that it does seem to stretch a little bit with wear. But the flip side of that is that I can toss it in the dryer without any negative things happening to it. Oh, it's like I can sprinkle some water on it if it gets wrinkled, sprinkle some water on it, toss it in the dryer for about three minutes and wrinkles are gone. Nice. And then it kind of feels like it it snaps back into shape and there's no pilling, no shrinking and no felting. Nice. So I'm very happy with it. I'm I'm really loving sweaters that I can do that with. So very cool. Oh, the other thing. We talked about this last week. I I said maybe one of the reasons I didn't wear it is because between the buttons it kind of gapes open a little bit. So sometimes it looks like it's almost pulling. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not, it's just the way the fabric drapes. So I don't like that. And that yeah. annoys me. So that might be another reason why I stopped wearing it as much. But Gail has su had suggested since I only wear it buttoned up, I should just... Sew it closed, and I think I'm going to do that. 
And that um, suggestion was something that she suggested to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I do. I do only wear it buttoned clothes. That's the way I prefer it. So I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Tack it down yeah. and wear it all the time. Yeah. So that is Hood on the Moon by Katrine Schneider. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my Focus dress, which is a project that I knit. I didn't write down the date, but probably 2015 because I had to scroll back through my projects page quite a ways to find it. And it's a pattern by Mayu KP, now that we know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> and it's knit in fingering weight yarn. I used Western Sky Knits Magnolia Sock, which is her merino cashmere nylon blend of fingering weight in a color called jasmine, which is a beautiful raspberryish pink with speckles of darker pink. And it's just beautiful. And it the is. dress is a really fun knit. It's basically a sleeveless dress. So not spaghetti straps, but wider tank style, wider straps. And it has a little pleat right above the bust lines, probably right where you se separate from sleeves. No, it's a little below that. But there's a little pleat in the front so that you have, it widens for the bottom of the dress. It's not A-line, but it widens for the hips. And it has two cute little pockets on the lower front that have a really pretty, almost Celtic knot type of cable. Mm -hmm. That's really pretty. And then it has a Pico bind off at the bottom. So it's just a fun little dress that would be too warm to wear during the summer. But now that <laughs> we're shifting into fall with my tights and a long sleeve shirt under it it's really That's fun very cute so it's nice to pull something else out of the closet that i know i haven't worn in yeah. at least a year probably two and i knew since we were recording today and we'd be under the trees in the shade <laughs> i could probably get away with it without sweating too much so Yay. i'm very happy to say i'm wearing my focus dress by Megu kp and what have you been stocking okay so, you know how I'm always trying out different ribbed hat patterns. I love ribbed hats. So I want to try this one that I found from Espostri Co. It's a free Ravelry download called On the Sea Train. And I don't know why I haven't tried this one before because the pattern is not new. It's from 2016. But there are only 750 projects, so it's not a super popular oh, that's cute. pattern, but it's a really basic ribbed hat, which is what I enjoy making. So the gauge on this one is 24 stitches to 4 inches in ribbing, and they call for worsted weight yarn. So a worsted weight yarn in ribbing will pull together a little bit more, so that's how you get the 24 stitches to the inch and as soon as I can figure out what to knit it in I'm going to try it <laughs> you don't have a skein of worsted laying around begging to become a hat I I haven't found one yet I'm sure there is one somewhere I just haven't <laughs> found it yet if not I'll just double some fingering weight or I'll just change fudge the numbers a little bit and do it with something else make I'll, it work it'll, yeah i'll make it work so that is on the sea train by espace trico second thing i am stocking is 
called The Tiny Collection by Umi Knits. And these are just the cutest little decorative mini sweaters. And they're shown displayed on a tiny little clothesline. Oh, they're yeah. so cute. It's, what do you call those? They're just like a decorative. Garland yes. It's, a, it's like a garland of mini sweaters. So you could make these. It looks like, it says each sweater calls for only between 30 and 35 yards. Oh, wow. A yeah. fingering weight. So it's not much yarn, not a lot of stitching to it. And you can make them as fancy or as plain as you want. Some of the ones shown are made in one color. Some are two colors. I'm sure some of them are just after thought stitching. And not necessarily because some of them look like they have little A pictures little duplicate stitch. on them. Yeah, and it's probably just duplicate Aww. stitch, not necessarily intarsia. And then one of the photographs that are shown have one of those little art mannequins, the little ones that people pose and then draw figures from, has him, the little mannequin sitting holding a stack of sweaters. So Because they're that tiny. So it's very cute. You can, like I said, you just can do afterthought stitching to add your second color. Some you, of them have little color work yokes. Too. Yeah, exactly. So it would be cute as a little tree garland or a mantle garland. That is the tiny collection by Umi Knits. And then the last thing I am stocking, turn my page, is called an elastic product. And it's by Carita Collins of Neighborhood Fiber Company. And the pattern description calls this accessory a dramatic cross between a cowl, a cape, and a dickey. And honestly, that's exactly what it is. It, it could be called any of those three. It's a pretty cool little piece. It's like a cowl. You wear it over your head, but like a cape, it pulls down over your shoulders and over your arm. But if you wore a coat over it, the little cowl portion would, would appear just like a dickie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's very versatile garment. It, imagine a very, very long, not very long, but imagine like a, a little bit of a turtleneck with a cape attached to it. And then it's got a V opening that could be in the front or the back, depending where you want that area of where you want, where you don't need the warmth. And in the photographs on the pattern page on Ravel, Ravelry, they have that little opening on the side. So it looks very dramatic and Unusual and yeah, asymmetrical. I really like it. Is it ribbed? <laughs> it's ribbed, yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And it looks pretty easy to knit. And it is knit in worsted weight, so it would be very fast. Of course, she has designed it using their organic studio worsted base, which is very yummy and plush. Yeah, and it is. I think this would feel really good. 
If I lived in a cold place, I would totally need yeah. that to have it yeah. as an under the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That I would too. looks like a must have for cold weather. I really weather. like it. So, and it's a free pattern on Ravelry. So, an elastic product by Corita Collins. Interesting name too. Yeah. <laughs> interesting name for an interesting accessory. Yes. So what are you stocking, Gail? I've been stocking a few things lately, and the ones that made it to the stocking list are a combination. I'm moving my notebook around. I have three sweaters, and then I have what I'm going to mention first. Rosemary Hill, also known as Romy Hill, has a new collection out that's called Acts of Kindness, Ottomans Knit Down Number 2. And she did this a few years ago. And I subscribed, you basically, you purchase the patterns and she releases one on a regular basis. I don't know if it's weekly or every other week, but the first one she did was based on the idea of how to knit down your scraps and or odd skeins. And a lot of the patterns in the first collection were hats and I really enjoyed the collection. And I'm guessing this one will be similar based on the name oddments knit down certainly implies mm-hmm. using your scraps yeah and i came upon this because i was looking at different ways to embroider with yarn on a finished project and her first pattern in the collection is called a keepsake bag and it's two little rectangles that you knit and then you can embroider on them and she has instructions for the embroidery and then you seam them together and they make this adorable little knit gift bag hmm. and It was so adorable, and I thought, oh, that's so cute. And then Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, it's part of a collection. Oh, she just did it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The second pattern released is – they've only released two patterns so far. So the keepsake bag, and then the second one is called the Fuzzy Love Hat. And it's really cute. It's basically a ribbed hat that's knit with – mohair silk held doubled with I think it's fingering and it has a giant pom-pom on top so it just looks like a super warm fuzzy love hat like the name implies Mm -hmm. so that collection she has just started it and like I said only two patterns released so far and I did purchase it and I'm planning to do a keepsake bag soon because I'm going to practice embroidery for something I'll talk about later so that's the first thing I'm stocking and then the sweaters Lunenburg is a sweater by Amy Christophers, and I think it came out around 2017 or 2019. And I've seen it, but it didn't really catch my attention until recently because I watched the Fruity Knitting podcast where they talked about Boha Stickney mm-hmm. knitting, which if you don't know about it, I highly recommend that you watch that episode of Fruity Knitting because it's very, very informative. But it's basically a style of knitting that was employed, I think, in Sweden right after or during the Second World War, I think, because they were trying to find a way to help women raise money at home, find gainful employment for them. So this very clever woman came up with these really cool patterns. They're colorwork sweaters. They used very specific yarn and very specific patterns, and they became very famous and very desirable by people who could afford to buy them, which wasn't normal people. They were very pricey. So Mm. it was a great way to employ women. It became its own style of knitting. And now, you know, dozens of dozens of years later, they've restarted the 
idea slash company, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, of Boha Stickney Knitting again. And the woman who's starting it, I don't know if she purchased the rights to it. I don't know how that worked, but she's the only place that you can get the real patterns and she sells them as kits with this Angora yarn and she cool. raises the Angora bunnies. And yeah, it's really cool. It was very informative, very interesting. And this particular sweater, the Lunenberg by Amy Christopher's uses that same Boha Stickney technique. And some of the things that are interesting about it is that it looks like you're using many colors per row, but I don't think there are many rows where you even use three. You, most of them are two colors, but they use pearl stitches sporadically in the pattern to raise a color up. So it actually oh. looks like that color is being knit, but it's actually being pulled up from the row beneath it. Huh. So it's a very interesting technique. And this sweater, Amy Christopher says it's a Bohus-ish circular yoke. So check it out. It's really interesting. It's not like most of the circular yokes that we see now that have a definitive pattern that's like floral or leaves or mm -hmm. a picture like bears, yeah. you know. <laughs> so it's really interesting. I really think it's pretty. And it's this particular sweater is knit in sport weight yarn, which I don't have a lot of. So the sweater, you need four different colors, I think, for the color work yoke. So I would probably do fingering and find a way to make it work yeah so interesting story interesting technique interesting sweater cool the next one is called foray and it's by airy shimisu and this one i stopped thanks to charlene who on the last episode you had stocked a pattern by airy shimisu which i went to look at and then looked at all the other patterns <laughs> by her, as one does. As you do. Of course. <laughs> and I saw this foray sweater, and I thought, oh my goodness, it's so pretty. It's a lace weight, top-down sweater that has a very tiny v-neck, and it's knit in lace weight yarn. Very Mo pretty. Yeah, it's mohair silk, so it's the fuzzy lace weight yarn. And what makes it interesting is that it's striped in different textures. So... It's very sheer because of the yarn. It's very, looks very lofty and just delightful to wear. And I'm sure it's plenty warm because of the mohair. Yeah. And the texture stripes just give it a really pretty feminine, dainty look. It's a very beautiful sweater. The only thing is that I can't figure out how it's shaped. There was nothing in the description and nothing in the tags to indicate whether it's a circular yoke or raglan or contiguous sleeves. Hmm. I don't know how it's shaped. And you can't tell from the photos. No, I looked at the pictures and I couldn't tell. There was no very clear, obvious way to discern how she did it. The sleeves look like they're a little puffed at the top. Yes, so, they do. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe it's some kind of contiguous sleeve method or something that gives it a little puff at the top but I couldn't tell there was no like raglan stripe yeah. that there were obvious increases there was no obvious circular yoke increase round where it oh, looked like a lot of stitches were added so I don't know I looked at the pictures in full screen mode and tried to figure it out but she did it really cleverly I Sounds can't like see a good reason to drop her a note Oh, yeah, I could just ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, silly of me. I should have thought of that. <laughs> but it's a beautiful sweater, and that's Foray by Eri Shimisu. And the last one was a similar rabbit hole experience <laughs> on our 
Yarniax Zoom meetup yesterday, Irene joined us from New York and she was working on a sweater that I didn't write down the name of because I'm silly that way, but the collection it was in was called Knits for Winter. So when she mentioned the sweater she was working on, I instantly looked it up in Ravelry as we were chatting and went and opened the book and the different patterns in the book and saw one that I really loved called Frost. And this is a pattern by Emily Foden, and it's another mohair silk lace weight sweater. It's also interesting in technique. It's tunic length and it's a pullover, but it's knit bottom up in pieces. And oh. yeah, I didn't realize it was I in pieces either. glancing at it. It doesn't look like it would be knit in pieces. And I thought it would be knit top down, but bottom up and it has a split hem where the split happens more like high hip probably. And it's tunic length, but they also have instructions for a more standard length, a shorter length, mm -hmm. but where the split happens, there's this really cool triangular notch and there are two yarn colors used and they have what they've called blended intarsia that form stripes along the side and down the sleeve and at the top in what looks like a raglan shaping line. So they hold the main color with the contrast color. And it almost looks like cross stitch. If you zoom mm -hmm. in on the pictures where those stripes are, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it just looked so wearable for us. It might be a titch warm unless it was a really cold day because I that silk mohair. Really cute. It's adorable. It's yeah. really pretty. And I could just see wearing it all the time with leggings or something. I could totally. It's a very you sweater, Gail. <laughs> 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 yes, it is a very me sweater. And the instant I saw it, I thought, oh, that's so pretty. That is Frost by Emily Foden. And I definitely recommend you check out the interestingness of the design and the other cool designs in the book. I hope you make that one. I'm really curious about it. I've already been shopping for enough mohair silk to do it, but I haven't found a colorway that I that really screamed yeah, at me yet. So yeah. I'm looking I'm looking. We'll see. It would be really fun to make that, I think. Yeah. And so light and just pleasant to knit yeah. because it's so light in your hands and pleasant to wear because it's so light on right. your body. Just love the idea. <laughs> so that's what I've been stocking. Okay. All right. What have you been knitting? Well, I am still working on my Oread, she says, through gritted teeth. <laughs> Because I really want to finish this one, and I don't know why. Do you remember last episode, I was working on what was, I think, my 10th donation hat mm -hmm. of the year, and I said, I think I might be done with hats, so what did I do? I've knit two more hats. Yeah. It's the knitting <sighs> form of denial, when you don't want to face the project that you know you want to finish, but you are you still just aren't there yet, you cast and, on a hat. Isn't that how it works? And I'm not sure why I keep putting off finishing this sweater. Because you have to figure out the hem, right? Yeah, I have to figure out the length. So maybe I'm just in denial that I have some actual trying on and work that, to do. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's where it always falls apart for me, too, is when you have to try it on, yeah. then you're not knitting anymore. Right. So exactly. why not cast on a hat? Exactly. Because, yeah. So in the meantime, I have, I cast on two more hats 
And I also worked on my, oh, I almost said Hitofude, but it's not Hitofude, it's Hasukai. My Hasukai cowl or shawl, whichever it is. It's both. <laughs> either or. Mix it's either manage. or, yes. That's the one that could be the very long cowl or you could wrap it around your neck and wear it as a scarf or perhaps a shawl. So that one is still in the rotation. I expect that one to go back to my backseat project any day now, she says, hopefully, <laughs> and I can finish or read. So that is what I am working on. What are you knitting? Well, after we recorded the last episode, I did go and swatch for the classic, which is the Turtleneck Pullover by Espace Tricot. And I did pull out the navy yarns I was talking about and loved the swatch and cast on. And I have separated for the sleeves. So we've recently, well, not recently, throughout the history of our podcast, people have said how fast we knit. And I always say, no, I'm not a fast knitter. I just knit a lot. I spend a lot of hours in the day knitting more than most people should. And you pointed out to me the other day that I think I actually have become a fast knitter. I think you have. Yeah. If, if it's ribbing, I am not fast. But when I stopped to think about it the other day, I think I cast the sweater on a week ago today, maybe. And including the twisted rib turtleneck, which took forever. I knit the entire raglan. It's a raglan shape top down. I knit the entire yoke in a week. That's which fast, that's Gail. pretty fast. So I think I must be a fast knitter. I never <laughs> knew. I always just thought it was because I spend so much time knitting. So that was kind of a revelation to me. I, I think, think you have become faster. Yes. Yeah. That's what it must be. But when you pointed out when I was knitting the hats and I said I'd knit X number of hats, you said that's fast knitting because you knit X number of yards mm -hmm. in that period of time. And right. I thought, oh, well, then that actually makes sense because I would say if someone knit X number of yards in that period of time, they were They're a fast, fast knitter, knitter too. Yeah. So <laughs> who knew I was a fast knitter? I'm so excited. I don't know why I'm proud of that, but that means that the classic is cruising right along and it's so pretty. Cool. The, the yarns I'm using are a silk mohair lace weight by Onling. It was the, mm. the, order we did mm -hmm. a while back. I'm finally using their mohair yarn, which I really, really like. And I'm holding that doubled with a Madeline Tosh base they don't sell anymore called Air Light, E-Y-R-E, -E, like Jane Air. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit of alpaca, which isn't my favorite, but it's blended with a little bit of silk, I'm pretty sure, and merino. And it kind of glows. So the two mm. knit together are so pretty. Cool. And my colorblind husband the other night was watching me knit and he said, that's a really nice color. And I said, I'm glad you like it. It's what I knit a sweater for you in. And he said, oh, the one I gave to Max. So I knit the yarn was ordered for a sweater for Mike, which he doesn't wear because, quote, the buttons are on the wrong side, unquote. Now, I don't know why that would prevent someone from actually wearing a sweater, but apparently he couldn't handle it. So <laughs> Max adopted the sweater and Max wears it. So it's a really pretty yarn. Obviously, he still, he still likes the color. And the color is Nocturne, which they do still sell yarn in the Nocturne colorway, just not in the space. 
So that's a Madeline Tosh colorway that is one of my favorite navies. That in Paris Night by Mm -hmm. Malabrigo. Mm -hmm. So the classic is going very well. Loving the color, obviously. And I'm just cast on, as we started recording, a new hat called Christian's Hat. And it's by the designer Agnes Kutas. And this is going to be a Christmas present for my son-in-law. I'm using Malabrigo Rios, which is their superwash worsted weight plied yarn in the Paris Knights colorway. So it's a beautiful navy. I'm going to knit another hat for Alex in the same colorway and then hopefully have enough left over to knit a hat for Wesley Oh, perfect! in the same colorway because they like matchy matchy there. <laughs> and I'm also knitting the CC copycat beanie and I'm using a yarn from Eat Sleep Knits. They sent us another box of pretties with four different yarn bases in them, in it, in the box. And this one is so nice. It's Miss Babs Madison base. It's an Aran weight yarn, and it is one of the plumpest, squishiest yarns. And it's very nicely plied, so the stitch definition is crazy good. So this hat starts with a twisted rib and the twisted rib just pops because this yarn is so thick and bouncy and beautiful. I think it's 100% merino, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure it's superwash. I should have written down those details. And the colorway I'm using is called Spring Flowers. And it's mostly pinks, but speckles of all sorts of other beautiful colors. And it looks really good knit up into this pattern. The CC Copycat Beanie has twisted rib in the brim, and it's a fold over, so you knit, you cast on provisionally, you knit until you want to fold that provisional cast on under, and then you take the stitches off onto another needle and knit them together with your active stitches to form a double folded brim. Did you do that? I did. Bravo. Well, I didn't do a provisional cast on. I just picked up stitches because I'm lazy that way. I did the same thing. (laughs) Well, the pattern says to use a provisional cast on, but we chose to be our own bosses that we're getting. (laughs) And then there's a little bit of stockinette. There's some pearl and there's some regular ribbing. So there are lots of different textures and stitches in the hat. So it gives all of those speckles a chance to shine in different places. So I love the base and the colorway makes me so happy. And my original intention when I cast it on was to be a charity hat, but I think I'm keeping this for myself. It's so pretty, (laughs) such a pretty color. And the Miss Babs bases are always so luscious. They are. They're so fun to knit and the colors are phenomenal and you know, we love the Katahdin mm-hmm. BFL heavy lace weight yeah, base. Yeah, so it, it's great that you got to try a different Miss Babs mm-hmm. base. Thank you, Eat Sleep Knit. This yeah. is so nice. Obviously, I don't have too much occasion to wear Aran weight yarn, but this is just so nice. It makes me wish that I lived in a cold place. Not really. <laughs> I take it back. And the other skein, so Charlene and I each picked two skeins. The other one is Birch Hollow Fibers. And it's their super bulky and it's another speckled yarn. And I like it so much that I ordered a second skein because I'm going to knit those slouchy socks. I can't say slouchy socks without slurring my S's. (laughs) Slouchy socks 
pattern by Lisa Much that I oh, stocked yeah. a long time ago. And yeah. I've always I had it there that. in my queue, but have never had yarn to knit it. Mm-hmm. So when that yarn arrived, I thought, oh, this could be those <laughs> socks. But I needed a second skein. So I ordered it up and plan to knit those for myself when the second skein arrives. So thank Excellent. you, Eat Sleep Knit. And that's what I've been knitting. We would like to thank our November sponsor, Lolo Body Care. Do you have fugly in your shower? Things don't always turn out as planned, and that is true sometimes with the soap we make. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the fugly. It cleans, lathers, moisturizes, and smells great, like all our non-fugly soap. It's just that, well, we're kind of strange looking. Some have holes, dents, dings, and or dull colors, not really something you want to gift to someone. Fugly is definitely one of a kind and always scented with one of our fantastic scents. Enjoy and appreciate it for the strange bar that it is. And what's the takeaway? If you appreciate individualism, want to come clean and save a few bucks without compromising quality, order a Fugly or two. Lolo Body Care will be having fourth holiday season specials this year. Your best opportunities for all special, but especially these deals, is by signing up for their email newsletters, which go out every other Saturday. You can sign up for the newsletter on their website. Sign up for the Lola Body Care twice monthly newsletters for their flash blasts and specials. Thank you, Kismet and Lola Body Care. All right, what have you finished? Okay, when you were talking about the copycat CC beanie, I had said <laughs> I did the same thing. So Obviously, that is one of the hats that I have finished. And that's a good story because you and I cast it on and almost the same day, not knowing not, the other was yeah, doing it. Yeah, it was really funny. Same wavelength. Because again. I was ca- getting ready to cast, well, I had ca- already cast on my hat. We got a few samples of yarn, Scale had already mentioned, from Eat, Sleep, Knit. And so we both had these single skeins just... <laughs> screaming Burning, at us, scream, knit me, yes, knit me, knit me. Yes, exactly. So the skein that I used is an Aaron White yarn also from the Queensland Collection Kathmandu Aaron 100 by Queensland Collection. And it is an Aaron yarn that is 85% merino, 10% silk, cashmere. Very luxurious yarn base. And it was so pretty. It was very pretty. And because it's got the merino and the silk and the cashmere, so it's got three different fibers in there. It, the fibers all take the dye just subtly different. And it almost looks a little tweedy. That's it's what not, I was going to say. Yeah, it's not a true tweed, but it does look a little tweedy because you can see the different subtle variations of the fibers and the way that it takes the color. So it, so that's the yarn. It feels very soft. It's very nice, very smooth to work with. One skein is 208 yards. So I was looking for a somewhat larger hat to make and 
unbeknownst to me, I chose the same pattern that Gail was about to cast on. And we did the same thing. We both got, each of our skeins was about 200 yards. Yeah. And we did a search and we each came up with the hat independently (laughs) of one another. Exactly what we did. Yes. So it's called Copycat CC Beanie by Emily Ingrid. And as Gail mentioned, you start out with a folded brim. So... You are supposed to start with the (laughs) provisional cast on. Like Gail, I'm a little lazy when it comes to that sort of thing. So I just cast on, knit my merry way, got halfway, got where where I wanted for the length of the ribbing brim. I knit, I knit a turning row. Oh, you did. I, I purled one row for a turning row then knit the same number of rows back up and then joined. So I, to join, put my needle into the main piece of fabric and then threw the cast on basically and pulled the loop through. And mine was similar. What I did is I cast on all the stitches Mm -hmm. before I started stitching. I put a lifeline into that cast on row so that when I was ready to, knit them together, you I just put my needle live, through you had that, stitches those there. stitches yeah. that were lifelined. Oh, very smart. Two techniques to do the same thing. <laughs> I love it. The lazy way to not have a provisional cast on. Yeah, it really, I, I just didn't see the reason because I couldn't figure out why it wouldn't work just stitching through the cast on. And when you fold it over, it looks fine. Yeah, you, you really can't, can't tell. You cannot And tell. the way I folded it, you can't even see the cast on edge. It's underneath. Oh, yeah. So there's no lip of yeah. any kind. It's really pretty on both it's sides. It's awesome. <laughs> it, it's really pretty. And so you end up with this double thick um, Very ribbing rim to the hat, which is really nice. It's doubly warm. And Double so warm, squishy. Double, yeah. And, you know, I think I made mine... The way she does it on the pattern, I think she gave a measurement. I think she said three inches or something. Three and a half or something. Three and a half, yeah. And I think I made mine longer, which... I did too. ...amount, which could be why my hat ended up... I thought my hat came out really, really tall. Because the way you knit this hat is she has a 14-row, 14-round repeat of stitches. Like Gail mentioned, there's some pearl rows, there's some knit rows, and then there's some ribbing rows in there. So you follow this 14 round repeat and you're supposed to do it three times. I ended up only doing it, mm, I think two and a half, we'll say two and a half, somewhere around there. I didn't do the third pearl section because it just got too tall. <laughs> she said it looked like a bucket, which I disagree. It looked I, very, very I good. I like, like it. A bucket. But then after I decreased and gathered all my stitches together I tried it on and I tried it on live on the zoom call Mm -hmm. on Saturday and it looked fine it looked good so it really looked fine um but I it I ended up needing fewer rows to achieve the length I needed because my gauge was a little bit off and I could like I said I could have possibly I think I did knit the ribbing taller 
than is called for. I knit the ribbing taller because I was literally folding it in half and holding it over my mm. own ear to yeah. make sure it would cover my yeah. whole ear. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it, it needed to be a little bit longer. Yeah, three and a half when you fold that in half is just not that wide. Yeah, So yeah. And my hat is not going to be as many pattern repeats as she asked for either because I don't want it to be slouchy. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have an odd little bit of yarn left over, and yeah. maybe Rami Hill's ottomans will help yeah. me out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a great little pattern. And it's free. It's free pattern on Ravelry. Easy to knit. I I liked the way she wrote it out. It was easy to follow. And like Gail and I show... Also easy to change it up a little bit <laughs> and make it a little bit easier or a little bit lazier, however you want to look at it. <laughs> well, and I've knit it before. I know I knit it for Alex. I think I've knit it two or three times and I had forgotten how rapid the decreases were. Mm, so you reminded yeah. me of that. So that's going to help determine how many more repeats I do or how much I rip back because like I said, I don't want me to be super slouchy. So I'm going to need to consider decreasing soon. Yeah. And it's going to be quick. Yeah. It's a hat that does have very rapid decreasing at the top. So it's going to be flatter and not as tapered at the end. Because once you get close to the length you want, you just knit two together and then you knit another round and then you do another round of knit two together and eventually gather everything up. So speedy it, quick. Yeah, it's speedy quick. If you don't like doing a lot of tapered decrease rounds, this might be a hat for you to try. Oh, good point. Yeah. Most hats, the decreasing in the crown happens more slowly over a lot over of Over several inches. Well, yeah. this would also be a good hat if you didn't know, if you didn't know how many yards you had and you could knit this hat and then bind off when you were getting low on yarn. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and turn it that's into a beanie. That's very true. And even do, if you didn't want to do a folded brim, you could use even you, fewer yeah, yards. You could, you could really change this up because even if you didn't want to do the whole pattern rounds, you could just knit it straight stockinette. Too. That's true, too. Just follow the numbers, do the ribbing and straight stockinette, yeah. and then the fast decreases. Easily adaptable. Yes, pattern. yes, very much so. So... Copycat CC Beanie by Emily Ingrid. I think I've said that already, but... <laughs> Bears repeating. Okay. And then the second hat that I finished is called Cocoon. And this one is by La Maison Rilili. I have that pattern too. <laughs> yes. Gail and I have talked about her patterns before. We both have knit a couple of them. Love them. And Cocoon is a free pattern available on the designer's website. So if you look on the pattern page on Ravelry, it has a link to the designer's website. And I've actually knit this one before. It's also a ribbed hat, like the others that I tend to make. And it has two different kinds of ribbing. You go from one ribbing that's used for the brim to a different kind of ribbing that's used for the the body of the hat. Is that what you call it? Yeah. The, yeah. So I used, the yarn that I used was another 
sample skein that we got from Eat Sleep Knit and it's called a bulky yarn which kind of surprises me but I guess it is it does knit like a bulky yarn and this one has an interesting makeup it is an interesting fiber makeup it is 55% merino and 45% pima and although that would be 45% pima cotton so 55 wool 45 cotton and although I could not find confirmation of this anywhere online, what it looks like to me is that the yarn, the structure of the yarn is a tube that has fluff in it. And so I'm suspecting that perhaps the tube is the cotton and the fluff is the merino. I've heard people describe it as blown cotton. I don't know if that's a technical term. And I don't remember Something where I heard blown it. into the tube, I perhaps. don't know. But oh, I don't, it's so soft. It's, oh it's my gosh. It's really soft. And it's wool folk? It's wool folk, yes. Did I, oh, did I not say the name? Okay. This yarn is called Luft, and it's by wool folk. And super soft and I guess because of the construction, that tube that's filled with fluff, there's a lot of air in the construction. So that makes it really fluffy. And it will also make it very warm. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed working with this one. And I was telling Gail, oh, I would love to actually knit a sweater mm -hmm. in this yarn. <laughs> oh my gosh. A sweater would be so soft and fluffy. It's extremely light. It's so tempting. It's 50 grams to 100 yards, 109 yards. So I don't know if that's about average for bulky yarn or if that's lighter, but it, it feels really light to me. So the hat that I made, the cocoon hat that I made, just feels really light and lofty. Well, I, I really enjoyed it. The birch hollow fibers was bulky and it's a hundred yards to four ounces or probably a hundred grams. So that was half of that, right? You said that was a 50 gram put up mm -hmm. and 106 yards. 109, so yeah. So it's significantly lighter in weight. Yeah. Yeah, that, that significantly is. lighter. Yeah. So it just feels really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed making the hat. I think the pattern is written very clear. It's one of those hats that you can like the last pattern we talked about, you could make it taller, or shorter, kind of adjust it to whatever yarn you have, you could make the whole hat in the same ribbing as the the brim of the hat or you could switch to the second ribbing and have the the body of the hat look slightly different pretty easy I knit that one very quick and I actually I ran short a few rows of yarn and ended up not being able to make the hat as tall as it as it is written in the pattern, but I ended up just doing like what you do for the CC beanie and just gathering up the remaining stitches. And that worked fine. Yeah, that hat looks pretty slouchy. It looks like 
you could keep going for a while. Yeah. So yeah. So surprised me. Another another win, and I ended up knitting two more hats. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Eat Sleep Knit. We appreciate the opportunity to try some new yarns. Yeah, and I hope all of you listening try some of these out too. They were so much fun to knit with, and I can't wait to try that luft someday. Yeah, yeah. I have to see I it in person it. and see what the <laughs> colors look like because I think the last time I saw it in person, there weren't any colors that spoke to me. Mm. And I'm sure that they've probably expanded that line now, but I need to see a color and just try a yeah. hat because, yeah. oh, it seems delicious. Yeah. delicious. Yeah. So I'll make sure that you get to see it before I donate it. <laughs> yeah. Because our next round of donations are going to the NAMI event. Yeah. Our local NAMI yeah. event. So. Okay. Gail, what have you finished? Well, I did end up finishing my 20th hat for the Hats for Sailors hat drive, and I've blocked them all. I attached gift tags to them all. They are all beautiful and ready to go. They're all in a plastic bag, ready to go to the organizer. And her daughter got married this weekend, so they haven't been delivered yet, but they will be delivered very soon. And she was very, very happy to hear that 25 of them are coming our way because <laughs> Charlene and my collection together filled two giant plastic bags, oh, wow. our big, those big plastic bags we have. So yeah, lots of warm heads. I'm so happy. And I put up... It's so fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> I put a picture on Instagram oh, I of loved all your 20 photo. hats. I think that's the most likes I've ever had on a picture oh, really? on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. And... Lots of love comments and just thank you, everybody who liked it. I'm blushing. And my daughter, Alex, said, wow, they're so cool. But why are the brims so long? And I said, well, for double and triple folding. And she said, oh, I knew there must be a reason. So if anyone was wondering what I was thinking, it was intentional so that, one, I could use up all that scrap yarn and everything. And two, because that's just the way I prefer to knit hats. I want double at least fold so that those ears stay nice and warm. It's cold so that was, out there on exactly, the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted people's ears to be warm. Definitely. So 20 cool hats. And on the Zoom Yarniacs meetup yesterday, we were talking about those of us who knit hats and stripes and those of us who knit hats and solid colors. And I said, I saw so many of the hats that were being donated were solid colors that I don't feel bad in any way that all of my hats are very colorful <laughs> because there are people who like solids and people who like colors and there will be a little bit of everything in that yes. donation bag. So mm -hmm. very excited to deliver those soon. And then the other thing I finished is my Koi tea that I've been working on. Oh, yeah, Yeah. The pattern by Ginkgo Bee. It's a cropped tea. So it's very simple, raglan shaping, top down, very simple to knit. I did a couple modifications. The first one, the neckline is very wide and I don't like wide necklines on my body. So I wanted it to be narrower. So I cast on fewer stitches and I did the math to figure out how many increases I would need. And this is the one that last time we talked about it, I said, I did not have the right number of stitches for the body. I was about 70 stitches short, I think, on the count, according to the pattern. And it fits. 
So I don't know what I did wrong with my gauge math. I don't know what I did wrong in my counting, but the sweater fits me with the fewer stitches in the body. And I thought, oh, well, then that means that the sleeves are going to be ridiculously large. Well, they were big, but they weren't huge. So what I did is I did a really rapid decrease and then did the cuff on the sleeve. So they're a little poofy, but I think that that looks intentional. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel bad about it. And loved the yarn. I talked about this is Durum Natura's Albertine, which is a silk merino fingering weight that is really squishy and elastic and beautiful. And I didn't use nearly as much yarn as the pattern calls for, I don't think. And that's probably because my gauge was different and I did the gauge math. But when I was finished with it and put it on, I thought, yeah, I'll wear this. But it's just kind of not very exciting. Oh. And that's where the idea for the embroidery came in. And that's oh. why I was stocking things with embroidery on them and saw Romy's little keepsake bag. And I was looking at different tutorials on YouTube. And I know exactly what I want my embroidery to look like, but I don't know what that style is called. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at tutorials and pictures and trying to figure everything out. And then just decided to do some more searching on Ravelry and found that little pattern. And she has descriptions and information on how to do the embroidery. So I'm going to do a couple little keepsake bags and practice my embroidery before I do it on the sweater. And I, I've been stocking things regularly this year that have embroidery on them. Yeah, you have been. Yeah. So now is my chance to finally do a little bit of practicing. So I don't know if that will happen sooner or later because I do have some gifts that I plan to knit between now and January and I want to finish my classic and I want to cast on Pacific Crest and the Frank Shawl. And <laughs> I have so much fantasy knitting going on in my head that I don't know when I'll do the embroidery, but I will be embroidering on that sweater. So I'm excited about that because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And it doesn't look difficult, especially not with yarn as opposed to embroidery floss. Yarn yeah. fills up those spaces a lot faster. So I don't think it'll be difficult, but I don't want to practice it on the sweater and then be unhappy with how it looks. And I'm right. worried if I pull it out, it might leave gaps where I go between stitches and stuff with the needle and the yarn. So I'm going to practice on a little tiny palette of a keepsake yeah, bag. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's the Koi Tea by Ginkgo Bee. All done. Okay. All right. And we were planning on doing a knitting <laughs> exceptionals today, but we had so much other content to talk about that we decided to save this amazing person for our next episode yeah. because this person requires a lot of time yeah, to cover. Exactly. Exactly. A true exceptional in every <laughs> sense of the word. So thank you for listening and happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye. -bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 